Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We apologize <laughs> if you can hear the buzzing. It just kind of died down yeah. right now, which is good. But it's a very grating noise. I can't really describe it. It's There's construction happening right next to my apartment where we record. It's basically like they're in the apartment, sawing you know, we, away. We tried to tell them that we are recording a podcast, and they laughed at us, <laughs> and they just continued sawing. So hopefully you can't hear it at all, and then we'll, this, this will be more annoying than the sound would be yeah. for us. Right? Or it could be lulling. Lulling? Yeah. Okay, Jillian, I'll, put this, I'll, <laughs> I'll record some of this for you, and you can play it before you fall asleep. Well, it's a noise canc- canceller. I would, this is just a noise producer, I think, whatever's happening next to us right now. Joining us today are artists Kayla Mattis and Justin Seibert, who are both artists whose work specializes in visuals and themes from the early internet, the World Wide Web, which is perfect because our topic today is the early internet. Yes. So thank you for joining us. Welcome to All Things Cozy. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. And uh, they work collaboratively as bestest. Yes. Best test. Yeah. Best test. So sorry. <laughs> Best test. Got it. So we actually got the name from this um, falafel cart in Portland that for some reason they had this signage that said you have to experience the best test. And we were never really <laughs> sure what it meant. <laughs> But we like the kind of pairing yeah. of best and test. It could be bestest or bestest. <laughs> That's a unique way of getting the, the name. And one yeah. of our first projects was a quiz. Um, I don't know if that's like always going to be the case, but... Well, we make these like socially engaged projects where people like interact with some kind of thing that Justin has developed, like some kind of program that he's developed that involves like interaction to like create the output, Mm -hmm. basically. So I guess the way that I would view it is like, you know, the best test is one that has no wrong answers. So, <laughs> yeah. like, you're able to interact, like, free of worry, you know. It's, it's the best kind of test to take. No like test it. anxiety. Yeah. Very cozy. All right. Well, thank you, thank you for joining us today. We're, uh, this is an, an interesting topic because I feel like it's very specific to people who are in their late 20s, early 30s, who experienced um, the Internet when it was in its infancy, well, not like infancy, infancy, not yeah. like, you know, this, you know, 60s like or 70s <laughs> with like a gigantic computer in a big room. But like that you're putting, a, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like. But we a, had pretty big computers. But in, we did. Yeah. Rooms, yeah. And, you know, like floppy disk. military internet, basically. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, to begin today's episode, we're going to talk about what is making us feel cozy this week. So this may sound, seem a little bit odd, but I find a lot of coziness in Reddit. <laughs> um, I'm with you. Okay. So Explain. I'll, I'll support you, Basically, I Julian. have a lot of, I wouldn't say odd interest, but when I get into... That sounds some, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. When I, when I get into something, I really get into it. And I also, I think feeling cozy is when you can also be yourself completely and fully, and you can talk to other like-minded people who maybe have that same interest as you and there's no judgment because a lot of times I can't talk to people about all the crazy reality shows I watch um, or cold cases because I go really deep into the cold cases like other people who've read police transcripts or really go deep into it and so when I can interact in those communities and have no no judge not saying I'm afraid of the judgment but I can just fully go go all out kind of thing or if astrology like all these different little reddit forums where i can just peek in and just read it before i go to sleep or 
just when I have downtime, read all these threads with people who know as much as I do on yeah. a subject. That's really nice. And stay up to date. Yeah, and stay up to date, check in. Um, that's really good because I have a lot of cold cases I need to check in on. So. No, I'm with you. I, I am. I have my Reddit rounds. I don't yeah, have Reddit an account. Ra- Reddit rounds. I just lurk. Yeah. And I just <laughs> check my Reddits for my, the, like, it, again, it's, it's things that I can't talk about mm-hmm. with people in my in my real life, or I guess my analog life, I don't know, but like uh, my video game stuff or just things like Star Wars. Yeah, things that you just can't no one wants walk to, talk to, to someone on the street or, <laughs> you know, it, it, when you have really, I wouldn't say odd interest, but when you're really into something, it's hard to find like-minded people. And so that's why it's nice Reddit has that. I'm curious, did either of you participate in Reddit place when it happened? Reddit. No, what's that? What? It was this thing that happened, I think it was two years ago on April Fool's Day, Reddit created this program where basically any Reddit user could place one pixel on this canvas, I think every 10 minutes. So it ended up, people started like forming these coalitions to like put down the pixels faster and it evolved into this like crazy canvas that basically like represented like present culture and like it it really oh, mimicked no, like early neat. internet so i feel like it's a good reference know, for this episode that. but there's this one point where like the american flag was being built and this other coalition came in with like a black void and destroyed the flag oh <laughs> wow wait wait how long did this go on for i think it was just 72 hours wow yeah i, I wonder if the image is still available there's some time lapses on youtube that oh. are really cool check it out it's gonna be preserved somewhere yeah that's very interesting yeah We'll post that on the Facebook group page. (laughs) Yeah, well, also, any listeners, if you have some Reddit forum that you frequent or any cold cases you're very interested on, you know, Mm -hmm. and run Reddit, let me know. Yeah, the wholesome (laughs) ones, please, only. (laughs) What's making me feel cozy this week is my wedding. Yes, congratulations, (laughs) Mr. P. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, um, I... It's we didn't elope. It was, like, almost an elopement. We just sort of had our... uh, My partner and I... We've been together for 12 years, so it was really just, uh, we really were pushing it mm-hmm. with the amount of time we were waiting, and it just seemed about time for it. And mm-hmm. we had, we, our, our schedule was clear in July. <laughs> I thought we'd just go through with it. Well, the pictures were beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so we just sort of went to Chicago, got our, just our, basically our immediate family joined us at a courthouse for a quick ceremony, and yeah, it was it was very, just the, the love yeah. that, you know, we've been getting since that, since we... Beyonce dropped our, our wedding on our friends on Facebook. <laughs> we really um, did it for the likes, I think, more than anything else. Well, I was I was waiting for it because I, I get very nervous that I'm going to say something because I, I knew about it beforehand. Yeah, we, we told people who we were really close to before, you know, like this is this is it just seemed rude to like surprise everyone. Our, our I would have been devastated. Yeah, our intention really wasn't to like dupe everyone. Um, yeah. It was just to keep it small and just have it be, I don't know, as, as small as possible because mm-hmm. we, a big wedding is just not really our scene. And it, yeah. we, we started for like a year, we were trying to plan something a little bit more elaborate and it would just stop us in our tracks. Like every time we started to do it, it, it just, every I don't know, we could never make any progress. And we just took that as a sign of, this isn't for us. We'll just do a courthouse wedding and, and be done with it. Yeah, well, your wedding ring looks Oh, yeah, nice it's very, yeah. You. It's, it's, well, it's, it's the most nice basic gold it's wedding band. A, you know, yeah. it's a, I'm blinding Jillian right now yeah. with it. <laughs> all the bling. Yeah, the first thing she said when she saw me was, where's the rock? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm all about those rocks. Show me the rock. Um, and then I yeah. showed her a picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I had a lot of people texting me, too. 
um, co- asking to confirm the news. So you're quite popular. Oh, really? Celebrity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you, we've confirmed it here. It's true. I'm married. And they also <laughs> ask, one person asked me if you had, had adopted children. Oh my god. Okay, so okay, <laughs> this is a big mistake. Let me tell you this. I posted the picture because I can't be serious about anything. Like any kind of sincerity, uh, I guess I'm allergic to. And so when I posted the photo of, uh, there's like a, a really cute photo of my partner and I, my husband and I, uh, with our niece and nephew. Um, and so the joke I made was, surprise, we got married and adopted kids on the same day. And I guess some people who didn't know us very well really thought we had adopted children. So this, let this be a warning to you. Don't be sarcastic on the internet. No one's going to get it. <laughs> I had to I had to like update the post and yeah. say we did not adopt children. I'm you know these are beautiful children. Those are not ours. Yeah, um, I think it would just be a really bizarre way to announce that you adopted kids. I know, as well. right? <laughs> It'd be a very unfeeling it, way. We picked these kids up on. You it know. Most, it, mostly the people who didn't get it were just people who were friends of our parents who don't really know us mm-hmm. and our sense of humor and just took it as like this was a sincere post. Well, I was very confused because I only saw the post on. Instagram, the announcement. Mm-hmm. And then when I got that text, you know, you know, did Madam Brett adopt kids? And I said, what are you talking about? Because I didn't even see that Facebook because I wasn't on Facebook. Yeah. So I was extremely, is there insider information I'm not aware of? I was <laughs> like, what's going on? And then I peeked on Facebook and yeah. That would be so weird to, history. Like, to surprise everyone with, you know, oh, we adopted an eight-year-old. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Two, two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Well, anyway. no kids, no adopted kids. Yeah, for now. just don't be. So, I'm, I'm, I'm. It made me really just want to delete my my account because I was like, I, 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 this is ridiculous. No wonder Donald Trump's our president. You're all so gullible. <laughs> <laughs> You'll believe anything. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Kayla and Justin, what's what are what's making you feel cozy this week? Um, so we've both been sick for a little while, um, and we're just kind of getting over those colds and. I, that's not really Kayla's thing. My thing is is being sick, um, <laughs> uh, because you know it kind of yeah it's it's like awful being sick. But I think that there's also something um, about it that kind of allows you to just like you know shed everything and relax. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I how I approached it this week. I was you know it allowed me to just say like you know it's okay for me to lay in bed and mm-hmm. just like watch something on Netflix. No, that's like, a very good point. I can just. I can like not feel guilty about this right now. So it was it was a cozy cozy kind of experience despite, you know, feeling Thanks. awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good way to decline invitations. I love using it just to be like <laughs> right. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going to be a hermit. I'm not going to see anyone and I have a good excuse. It yeah. Makes, it's it's almost worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd almost rather just be sick for the rest of my life and just <laughs> yeah. never have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it like frees you up from mm-hmm. guilt, I mm-hmm. think. So it's yeah, it's it's a nice thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say being sick, but I'm still sick, and I'm getting pretty sick of being sick, so it's yeah. not very cozy anymore, um, which is my why my voice is weird. But I have been feeling very cozy about the Santa Barbara summers. We live in Santa Barbara right now, and it's very misty all mm-hmm. the time, which was unexpected. I thought it was going to be very sunny days, sunny and hot. Um, yeah, we and yeah, we went on this hike the other day where we were just like walking through mist and like made it above the clouds mm. basically. <laughs> so it was very cozy. Anytime you have mist in your life. Oh yeah. It's very, very cozy. You can't go wrong Mysterious. with mist. Right. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's an, a fundamental element of Enya. You know, you have to move through mist. It's true. Yeah. The organ has good mist too. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the coast is very very misty. I we wish my to... life was full of mist. Like, go ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we used to drive um, through like the misty forest in Oregon, listening to Enya. So. <laughs> oh wow, you can't <laughs> go wrong Perfect. with that. Yeah, on tape in our van. You were on. You were on the right show. You were in the right place. <laughs> wow, you should do a video of that. People could just watch it. <laughs> Be cozy porn. I think we have a bunch of like Vine videos of that. No, we don't because Vine no longer exists. <laughs> oh, well. Lost, lost to time. Yeah. Uh, oh, Vine. I, I miss it sometimes. I really do. Mm-hmm. Just those six second jokes. But the, it really did bring some awful people into our culture. So maybe it's best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best that it's gone. But Logan Paul stayed. I don't know. Oh. It just left the worst parts of itself with us. <laughs> That brings us to our cozy locations. I, I went back to Chicago for the wedding. And while we were there, I went to Lincoln Park. Right? Lincoln Park is, it's what it sounds like. It's, a large, it's the largest park in Chicago um, on the north side. And it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I, I've been there many, many times. It has a free zoo. It has a conservatory. There's a nature museum. The Chicago History Museum is there. There's a beautiful lily pond. But it really struck me the last time just how wonderful it is and what an amazing space with so much to do for families for free. Because, I mean, we were there with my, my partner's family and, and their children. And so, like, it was just, I don't know, there's just so much to do in that space. And it's so pretty and wonderful. And I feel like I wish L.A. had something kind of similar to that. But it kind of doesn't have that sort of greenery. And mm-hmm. the summer is just so pretty. And the lakes out there, it's a, it's a really cozy place. There's a lot to do. If I moved back to Chicago, I feel like I would want to move to the Lakeview area so I could take advantage of Lincoln Park. You can't go wrong with a good park. No. They're one of the coziest locations in the world, parks. Yes. <laughs> Outdoor some, space. You know, there are some parks that aren't cozy. So you have to hunt for the park that's right mm-hmm. for you. Good shade. Yeah, I mean... There are, there are a lot of parks in Los Angeles. There's a lot of like outdoor space for hiking and stuff. It's all very arduous in LA. It's all mm-hmm. dusty and Ugh, you have full to burrs. Right. You have to walk up a parking. Parking. No shade. No, there's no shade. That's yeah. the big problem, right? There's no shade. Echo very Park hot. Lake is nice. Yeah. Still, it's also very crowded. I don't like my parks to be too crowded. Right. It's a little much. You know, Lincoln Park is large enough you can find a like a, a shady corner where no one's around you, just like put out a picnic blanket, and just read and relax. Mm -hmm. Very cozy. That's my cozy location this week. Jillian, how about you? Um, So throwing it back to Baltimore, uh, Brewer's Art. Mm. So it's a, I guess you call it a brewery, maybe? Or it's a beer. It's a restaurant restaurant, brewery. Yeah, restaurant brewery. And it was a walking distance from my old apartment in Baltimore. And I would love going there, not because only because of the great beer selection, but also just because of the ambiance. When you first walk in, it's very elegant looking, but mm-hmm. also how would you describe it, Matt? I was trying to think of a word to describe when you first walk in. Those they have those long mirrors. Yeah. Those, oh, and oh, and oh, gigantic the, doors too. Gi- beautiful gigantic doors. Cause I guess in Charles Street there's a lot of older buildings. So it has that older building. It's very ornate. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful. And then downstairs is a really cozy little area where people can more pack in. It's almost like a a basement type area. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so, Oh yeah. 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 I'm remembering it right now. Yeah. So the, the lighting is very nice. So when you, mm-hmm. even when you first walk in, it has those beautiful long windows and that, that elegant, but not, not where you feel like is too pretentious or you had to, 
I guess look us through me to go in and you know it's very re- relaxing vibe but it's just that beautiful old east coast type of building and then downstairs is the cozy basement where you can hang out with friends and the lighting was always very excellent and good time yeah I feel like they added the basement later into when mm-hmm. we were living there and yeah. it was I mean it was needed because it got so crowded in the front and then in the back is a whole restaurant so yeah. the space was kind of limited but yeah, it's a, it's a really... It's uh, a very beautiful space. It's a very beautiful space. And an amazing beer. Just really wonderful beer. Yeah. They make it themselves. It's very good. It's a very... I think it's like a hidden gem. I know it's very popular, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you're ever in the Baltimore area, you know, thinking of places to go, that's a good good spot. Yeah, it's, it's a must. Mm-hmm. Kayla and Justin, how about you? What's your cozy location? Well, movie theaters in general are very cozy to me. One of my coziest places, but Portland movie theaters mm. are in particular, very cozy because, well, there's so many independent theaters all over Portland, Oregon, and I guess Hollywood Theater is one of my favorites. It's in the Hollywood area of Portland, and it's just this independent theater that's, the exterior is beautiful. It has, like, all this ornamentation, and um, I mean, any Portland movie theater, basically, it'll be very affordable, like, four or five dollars a ticket, and then at night. At night, yeah, it's insanely <laughs> affordable. I think they make their money from like the alcohol and food that you can buy there. So there's always, really cheap, yeah. So you know, you go, you pay your ticket, you go get a four dollar beer and maybe wow. a slice of pizza, and then sit in your cozy movie theater seat. That's amazing. <laughs> there's something else too about like the Portland movie theaters, since they're all like you know mostly independent. A lot of them are really small. Like the mm-hmm. the actual theater size is like very intimate. It's like you know, I don't know, 60 seats. Oh, yeah, that know. is. I mean, there, there are larger ones, too, that feel really nice. But, um, yeah, there, there's something about, like, just, it's like a private viewing almost. I can't <laughs> believe that, because we went to the Arclight a few months ago, and it cost $20, $23? It's expensive. T- yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So hearing that, <laughs> that is a steal. I need to go up to Portland and see my movies. <laughs> don't even yeah. need a movie pass with that those prices. Right, and most of them have kind of retained that, like, older movie theater feel and mm-hmm. um, that's really nice sounds yeah I'm very them. cozy and wonderful okay so i wanted to refrain from talking about portland because i think it's <laughs> always cozy but um we're so we're living in santa barbara um kayla is going to grad school right now and um we're close to the ucsb area mm-hmm. um and all of my work is done digitally so um you know i'm able to kind of just pick up and go anywhere and work on things for a while. So I end up going to the UCSB library a lot. Mm. And that's my cozy location right now. Um, Mostly because it's, I guess, I I think that there's something about it that's like routine, you know, like it, like I'm able to go there. It's my escape from the house. And, and it's also just, it's huge. Um, It's a very large place and you can kind of, you can kind of find your own little nook and just like set up shop. They allow, food and drink mm. in there so you can like stay there oh, that's all nice. day all hours yeah so i now that's yeah. luxury yeah it you is. can't it's, find many libraries allow you yeah, to do that I, I mean I, th- I feel like college libraries are amazing but the one drawback is most of them prohibit food and drink and mm-hmm. so that kind of prevents you from staying too long because you really can't i right. guess you could be a rebel and sneak like i could never my nerves couldn't a take it bar in. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um there there are some drawbacks too you know like uh, a lot of it's still pretty old, so like there there aren't a lot of outlets in some of the the mm. nicer nooks. But you know, I I usually find a, a spot, and um, yeah, it's it's cozy. It's it's got like those old um, 
uh, what are they like seventies furniture? You know, like dorm kind of furniture. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's not great. It's but it's like there's something cozy about it. It's like that like you know wax colored like right yeah veneer. very yeah. sturdy yeah yeah um, totally sturdy. but also very uncomfortable i think on like every single piece of furniture there's like some etching of like you know some like little funny phrase or like yeah you know, just yeah how many levels too i think there are eight levels eight levels yeah it's huge oh. so you, that's what you need though i think you can really feel like i don't know ensconced in the space yeah. and hide yeah and and it definitely you know it's a school that there are people working all the time and it does get really crowded. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another thing about libraries that I really like. There's always those like private booth kind of rooms that Mm -hmm. they have. Yeah. I haven't gotten into any of those. No, that sounds nice. So anyone you said can go pretty much. Um, At least I do. Okay. I think it's open to the public. Yeah. I think they, I think they kick you out after a certain point if you're just a member of the public, but Mm -hmm. I've never seen it happen. Yeah. It's nice when colleges can, or, you know, lax about, Mm-hmm. Letting other visitors yeah. in. I think I look scrubby enough to pass as a student <laughs> too. So like most people are not questioning me. I think we're ready for our uh, main topic. So to to get to it, I think we need to log in. I'm gonna make you listen to this whole thing. Is is this a sound that you? Miss or <laughs> despise. Oh, I love this sound. <laughs> it's nostalgic. Yeah, it's exciting. I don't remember it being this intense. Oh, no, it was always this intense. <laughs> I always, it always felt like it was the phone line communicating with the, like, it was like the computer and the phone was ha- were having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, that's technically what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't understand because it, it always had, like, the same sound. Right. I'm not really sure, like, you know, in my mind, there would have been some kind of, like, you know, differentiation between, like, your machine connecting to the larger right. internet. So, like, I don't know why it was always the same. It seemed like it was something recorded that they just, like, placed in there. And <laughs> why did we have to hear this sound, right. too? Like, couldn't it just be this underlying thing that we don't inside? need to... No, <laughs> no I, I think there was something about that. Like, I don't think it was coming from computer speakers. It was, like... It, it was, like... Yeah, it, it was like ha- it was modems? just like happening through electricity or something like now that. Now I have so many questions about <laughs> yeah. that dial-up sound. Maybe I'm making that up, but I, I feel like yeah, even if you muted like your computer, like it would still play. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, fully. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have researched that, but it, it really yeah. to me it's a nostalgic sound because it really goes back to to me feeling like the internet used to be a place where you had to like go through a portal into this yeah. whole separate yeah. space. Like, we are logging on, and you're going into a completely different world than the real world. And it was so satisfying when you actually did log on, and you heard the, you've got mail. Oh, mm-hmm. and You've got mail. That? Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> and then logging on to AIM and seeing who was on. It was so refreshing when you actually got on, or, you know, over that hump of the noise. And Yeah. But it was frustrating, too, because you get kicked off all the time. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Right. Because it would hog the phone line. Yeah. That's right. But but that was like another part of like, you know, establishing that portal, that zone mm-hmm. for yourself. Like you had to you had to like shut down the phones. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna be on the internet for a while. This is gonna happen. When you think of early internet, like what comes to mind for you? What is what is what what images, what immediately 
jumps into your brain when you think like early because when I think of early internet like early two I think of like late 90s early 2000s like the Star Wars the Phantom Menace era mm-hmm. <laughs> like websites with a lot of like rotating graphics like sparkles everything's everywhere. blinking everything's blinking oh, at yeah. you um Neopets Neopets well let's not get ahead of ourselves okay. <laughs> one of the first things I think of when I think about that era is again going back to like space is people developing their websites as like their own curated space. And the funniest thing about that being that when parts of the sites were under construction, putting those like under construction, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, a, Bun- a bunch of little yellow like, gifts, yeah. right? Like flashing signs, someone in a hard hat, like, like there's really uh-huh. someone like <laughs> digging Smiley's in with jackhammers. <laughs> <laughs> there's this great website that's archived all of those gifts and it's just like in this cascading long page with all of the different under construction gifts. I'll have to look into <laughs> that. I'll have to give you the link. But yeah, I, I think of the same world, like GeoCities, mm-hmm. people creating these like really experimental personal websites with, you know, illogical color choices where you can't read the text and <laughs> gifts just <laughs> moving Chat around. Room. Maybe there's a MIDI file that comes on when you open this page. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like a sense of politeness or something. Like, I don't know. No one needed to tell us that you were working on a page in your website. Just like, don't make it available. And then when it's right. available, like open it up. But for some reason we needed to say like, this is coming soon. Like building mm-hmm. an anticipation for a web page. But <laughs> it really did feel like when you were going onto a website, then you were going into somebody's personal space. Like it was their like e-home and you know, I guess maybe people felt like they needed to warn people like, Oh, pardon our dust. We're still working on parts of this. Right. I think of chat rooms that comes to mind. The image of people just responding in a big yeah. chat room. Did, so did you go to like random chat rooms or yeah. did you, or did you, cause I, I never really chatted on chat rooms to me. Those always were, that always seemed kind of dangerous. Like, and stranger danger. I lived on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> I remember think, talking to Kayla in chat rooms. Is that yeah. how you met? We had our little <laughs> friends, yeah. No, we met in elementary school, yeah. actually. Well, it was a, the AS, yeah, I met Kayla ASL. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, that's what you would say to people yeah. in chat rooms, ASL, age, yeah. sex, location. And then um, you'd make up um, all of that stuff. Yeah. I but, think I would say I was 16 and well, I felt really old. Being crazy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we met in elementary school. I remember, that's going back a little bit. To nostalgia. I remember they were building her house and my mom said, oh, I wonder who will live there one day. And then it was <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, it was Kayla. But anyways, <laughs> we didn't meet on a chat room, but we did talk in chat rooms with our little friends, hmm. making plans and right. that was just yeah. easier. But I don't think we had, <laughs> do we have phones? I, I think we would talk on landline phones. Yeah, maybe. I remember mm-hmm. calling your number yeah. On the on the landline to hang out. But I think also I talked with my friends in chat rooms too. And then also went incognito in the big big boy chat rooms. Oh wow. <laughs> I would sometimes make up or I would guess the name of a chat room that might exist to try to just like hack into a private chat room. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, I remember it that. Work? It did yes. work quite a lot, actually. And yeah, people would that. just they they would think that I was maybe one of their friends or mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was a... The chat rooms were fun to hop in and out of. The thing is, that early internet, there was so... It was all anonymous because there was everyone was like, don't use your real name, mm-hmm. just like make a screen name. So no one knew really who anybody else was. And it really was like, the, the possibilities are endless. You can be anything on the World Wide Web and <laughs> completely dissociated from your real identity. You create mm-hmm. like a separate internet identity but i was such a dork that i could never 
lie. And so I never had <laughs> like, really cool. oh, this is me online. I'm like Aww. this. I mean, it was always, like, I never lied online, which is why I always stayed out of like band chat rooms. I didn't want to like get involved in anything <laughs> illegal or get something. Involved in anything. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was too, I, I have so many regrets about my childhood, but I really did believe that like somebody was watching me at all times. And so I never did anything remotely interesting as a kid, Maybe but you guys were on the edge. Yeah, you, you yeah. were going into to catch a predator rooms or something. I, I don't know what you guys are well, doing. I just had a flashback actually, Jillian. I oh, remember when I'm we, nervous. we, <laughs> we found this website where this man documented, he took a picture of himself every day for years and we we used <laughs> what? Oh God! We used that picture as our false identity. <laughs> I do not remember this. Wait, wait what? What it, our false identity? So we pretended picture? that we were this man, but since there were so many pictures, we could like prove that. Oh, I see. We really were him. So. <laughs> wait. So he had a website where it's just his photos. I'm actually scared. How. I didn't even remember I had a MySpace. I am afraid of my memory. The things that I remember, I have too many right. cold case information in my head. That's where all my <laughs> memories go. So, and we did the just save his pictures? So, yeah, I think we just used his picture in the discussion with some rando on the internet. Well, and, yeah, I don't know if this is a cozy discussion. To this man, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, maybe not so cozy. <laughs> cozy was, was, it, was this like a famous website where people where he was he getting or is it someone you knew or was it a renowned it. no I don't think we knew him I don't know if it was famous I'm not really he sure he was just a man who took his photo every day okay so yeah. so it's like all of us really these days yeah I guess so but it was a new thing back then yeah selfies yeah. so we, basically we, we didn't have a word for it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but it was just yeah. yeah I guess a lot of make not make believe like a lot of pretending to be other people I just never did that. Mm. I had to be myself all the time. Well, you're, you're a liar, Jillian. More power, That's okay. Yeah. I was kind of in in your same boat too. Like I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really explore the internet like that. Like I didn't take advantage of like all the crazy things that I could have been doing. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was pretty reserved about it. But you know, I think that was part of the experience. Like I, I still like checked it out, mm-hmm. saw saw what was out there. But I do regret like not. Not kind of like doing something way crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just to see like what kind of... I mean, the ultimate, the thing is you're probably just talking to other people who are lying about themselves yeah. too. So none of it's right, real. Right. Mm-hmm. I think what's was great about those days is that there was... Un, it was universally accepted that it was not real. Like there was nothing real about that experience. Someone could be lying to you at all times. And that's still the case. And yet because people have put their full identities on the internet now and we're kind of ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's Our avatar is just sort of us and uh, online. We believe things like mm-hmm. Matt adopted kids and, <laughs> you know, or, or, or take things for granted or like, oh, yeah, of course, that's that's real when it's just as much not real, like just as fake as it always has been. Which yeah. is a really funny contradiction when you think about those GeoCities homepages that seem so sincere. Yeah. You know? right. so there was time. like a sincere side and then yeah. a... A side where you could really create your own fake identity. To this day, I still really want to make my own website just to like have it be my space. I've I've really tried every single blogging platform like in an effort to make it like my corner of the internet. But the the truth is that no one explores the internet the way that you used to have to explore it. Even when you search something now, you immediately get like what you want in the mm-hmm. first three options that pop up. But it right. used to be you actually had to click through tons of trashy pages to find maybe one thing you were actually looking for. You really had to, it was like the the new frontier of of earth and you had to like really find the nooks and crannies of that digital landscape. 
I miss I miss that. I miss the this, the feeling that you were exploring a new uncharted land. Yeah, and I would actually search for genuine information. When yeah. I was really into frogs, you know, look up frogs. And there was like websites. And, be, and there would be like a frog website. Uh, yeah, a frog website. Frog that was like the only. Yeah, 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 that was like the only frog website out there at the time. Or something. what was the frog website? I'm sure you. Remember I remember. It. It was just like you know, uh, you know, I don't remember what it's called, but you could. There are a lot of sincere websites for just information to learn. Where now it's just aggregated. You know, all those big websites. They probably go to the same four websites every day. But back then, it was just researching and finding new spots, like you said, or. And now it's all filtered through social media. I don't yeah. think people really navigate the internet anymore. It's just a whatever comes mm-hmm. at me in my in my feed. What were your favorite sites in that era? Where did you like to go? Aside from chat rooms or talking to friends. Oh, well, I was a Neopets kid. Oh, yes. So that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I spent so many hours on that, days really, on that site. Because it really felt like a virtual world. You had your house. You could put furniture in it. I had a mm-hmm. bank account. It was it was really very serious. Yet I played <laughs> games every day to build my savings. I never seen people seem to be really wealthy on Neopets, which still confuses me. And, and in retrospect, I feel like they were adults playing the game who just really got the economy of the game way better than a kid did. Because I was like, I always felt like I was Neopets poor. I could never provide for my pets the way I wanted to. I never could, you know, buy the things that I really felt like they deserved. And um, but. It's just weird. Like people had millions and millions of neo points, and I was like, "Or it could well, be a hack." I I don't I don't know. I f- maybe like possibly. the rosebud. <laughs> but like it really was like capitalism for kids. That entire site. Like here's how they even had like a stock market. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I feel like it was it was the training ground for for teaching a whole new generation about capitalism. Well, when there's big fads <laughs> like that. I always wonder when's the moment that people just walk away, like you slowly peter out or what, you know, people are so gripped by something and you can imagine it's never going to end. And then it just does, you know, that's what interests me. When's the moment that everyone just collectively says, eh, we're done. I feel like it's so fast paced now too. Yeah. Trend can last two days. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Those were the days. Those were the days. Or just making your, um, well, I guess another fad was the, the aim and making your away messages really. Oh, elaborate. so much time and energy spent on my away on message. On the profile, what colors what I was going to use for the background and the text. It was all in. so meaningful. Everything, and especially <laughs> being that age too, where you really feel like everyone's paying attention to that kind of crap because everyone, like, no one cares. Like, no one really <laughs> thought about, oh, they're going to read this lyric and they're going to know that I'm sad today. Because mm-hmm. it was all very coded. Yeah. Well, people still do that with their statuses. I guess, like, Vague booking. Yeah, like those like your annoying aunt or something who always has to get attention through their like vague status or something, you know, or Is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess Facebook is kind of the new aim. Yeah. In a way. It's it's everything. It's it's really yeah. become like the internet. That and, and Instagram and Twitter. Um I used to love also I mean the the way you would even consume memes were different. You'd have to go to a website to to experience it. Like I, when I was in middle school, hamster dance was really popular. And it was really just, if you're not familiar with hamster dance, all it is is you go to like hamsterdance.com and you arrive to a bunch of like hamster gifts that are dancing and, and this song. <laughs> on a loop. That's enough. I missed out on that. No, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe it's like a little older than than you. Maybe that's why. But I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember. 
it's it, it was really like that was like an early meme. Mm. There was that the, the dancing baby for like the mm-hmm. from Blockbuster like da- that dancing baby gif. Um, e bombs world, boom goes a dynamite was popular when I was in high school. Mm. But it really was you had to go log onto these websites and like find the funny video, and then it would take forever to load the video. <laughs> it had a lot of patience. Did mm. you guys have? Um, or did you get familiar with Kid Blount? That's the one that, that I, I recall. Mm. Because, no, what is that? Because it ended up circulating as like a printed thing throughout my school. Um, it was, I think it was just this webpage where it was like this really like weird school photo of some like nerdy looking kid with a mullet. Oh. And it, the audio was like, hello, my future girlfriend. Oh, and no, it was just like this like plea to like, you know, some like girlfriend that he didn't have. I don't. Wow. I don't know. It was. It was weird. Um, I did, yeah, really. But yeah, it, it kind of became like a, a physical meme in my school, where like people would like you know print print out the photo of this kid and then like post it on like people's lockers. It's like that's interesting. You know. It's yeah. funny. It's funny looking back on it how innocent and just stupid early internet memes were, and right. it really does feel like now like the way that older generations you you watch three stooges and you're like how did you ever find this funny this is just <laughs> deeply not funny it's just some guys whacking each other with pieces of wood but then i'm like oh hamster dance yeah this is amazing i love it mm-hmm. but i think it's just really relative you really you don't recognize then just how innocent it is yeah right? that things but are gonna like, be a lot worse <laughs> but like sincere too because like yeah. with those memes like they were full on websites devoted just to that mm-hmm. you know there was a kid blount website there was a hamster dance website like it wasn't just like aggregated on some other right. like, larger platform it was it was like you know just like the the geocities it was like someone crafted this you had to surf the web to find it yeah <laughs> you, had to, you had to uh search the associated web rings to get to <laughs> the hyperlinks, sim- similar content. Another one that I used to love then too. I mean, Homestar Runner. I liked. Yeah. I tr- I tried watching some old like Strong Bad Email and Teen Girl Squad videos. Are we familiar with uh, Homestar Runner? I am. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to check that out a lot. Yeah, but and now it's like just not. I don't, I never. I don't know why I ever found it mm-hmm. funny. It's like right. this is not even my sense of humor anymore. Yeah. But uh, or the big thing, the biggest biggest thing for me in that era was Live Journal. Oh yeah, that was really where I'd pour my heart and soul out just for my friends. It was like a private journal. We do it every day. Not every day. I think like maybe once a week, and you know, put what I'm listening to, put like a little like a penguin gif mm-hmm. next to it, and but it, I, I saved all of them luckily before I deleted my account. But oh. it's it's in there. Mm-hmm. When I publish my memoir, I'll publish yeah, your my live, live journal. journal entries. Did you did you were you on Zanga or Live Journal or a blogger blogspot? I, I feel like I might have like. Danced around a live journal. I don't think I really committed to anything like that. Like I, I think I only ever like you know played around with like mm-hmm. the the stuff you could do with it, like the customization mm-hmm. that you could do. But then I never like really just created like a personality out of it. Yeah, I was cl- clearly more interested in making fake identities. <laughs> yeah, I know. Apparently, us, Kayla, and I together were quite the team. We inspired, uh, I guess, the the naughty side of. I guess. Wow, the naughty side of the of the of the internet. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fun, just being someone else. Yeah. When you're young, it's very alluring. Where did you consume the internet? Did you have a computer room? What was that space like? Oh yeah, always had a computer room, like a specific, you know, zone dedicated mm-hmm. to the computer. And it, I guess maybe not 
for me, that's what it was. I guess it was also like the office where my parents would like do taxes or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> that was a good. <laughs> the parents always would combine their office with the family computer, and my my little computer was next to my mom's big computer, you know, in the same room. But then I remember Kayla. We would hang out in her computer room a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, it was it was kind of also a, a TV room. I yeah. think. Um, but yeah, I guess I was thinking a lot about how that is something that that's a reason why the early internet is so cozy. It's like more location based, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't so accessible that we have it at our fingertips. Right. Like you had to s- sit in this space, often maybe like covered in blankets and a chair, mm-hmm. huddled <laughs> over the computer. Yeah. Yeah, the, swivel, so, the swivel chair. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you were tethered to a, a location. Mm-hmm. And also the equipment was so large and bulbous. That right. you really, you know, yeah, was not, you couldn't move it at all. Um, I also just miss physical CDs. Like, yes. being very intentional about like popping The Sims in to play it. Oh, Roller oh, yeah. Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, the, the, I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon, The Sims. I love the idea of like the two disc set where one is to like load it onto your computer. Oh, yeah, and installation. Then you have to store it in memory. Yeah, and then the <laughs> other one's to play it. <laughs> and then the music that happens when the game is loading. Yeah. <laughs> it, the Sims took a long time to load. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. really do a whole, like you could do laundry and your Sims <laughs> game would not be loaded yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So exciting to wake up every day. And that was the thing I only looked forward to was playing Sims. <laughs> Especially on the school breaks where I could just unfiltered time just playing those Sims that were a little closer mm-hmm. tycoon, cleaning up the fake vomit in my theme park. <laughs> very important. Very important. <laughs> Gotta keep it clean. And I was way more consumed in Roller Coaster Tycoon with like creating like a beautiful park space than yes, the roller coasters. I me just too. didn't care. I was like, I don't want to, I don't care. Gotta about pick up that trash, gotta yeah, create exactly. the pathways. I just want a beautiful system. Thank you. Yeah. I did the same with The Sims. I feel like I focused so much on just building yeah. the house rather than actually playing with the characters. Yeah, I just did the cheat where yeah. you just get unlimited money and because it was so frustrating. Like, actually playing the game was really not very fun because it would take a long time. It was very frustrating and slow mm-hmm. to like build relationships and and work your way up your career ladder and kind of get all those things done. It's like this is if I want to do any of this, I do it in real life. Like why am I I but what I can't do in real life is build like a four story house with a jacuzzi yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why there were so many people that played the Sims in maybe a naughty way like they yeah. would actually try to kill off their sims or right no yeah you, you yeah. would like you know get them into a pool and then remove the ladder or like start a right. fire and get yeah. rid of the doors i was just reminded of another website that i think was pretty i think it was called cheat cc what's that cheat cc.com oh, it, it was just like cheat a, codes? it was like a website oh. for cheat codes yeah and I, I definitely used to go on that all the time to like find cheat codes the latest games. cheats yeah I would go into these forums and um, download custom-made furniture for The Sims <laughs> and then import them into the game so that I could really go all out with my house. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like people from our generation got very intimately acquainted with like the library system of going into your computer and like clicking on the drive and then like yeah. I have to find these specific files. I'm very good at adding new fonts as a result of it to my computer. Mm. I actually like floppy disks. There's something very satisfying. Popping it in, popping it out. Jillian just in her apartment now has like a defunct pot she just like presses the button repeatedly yeah 
Yeah, I, I do miss that. I, I I had my computer in my room, which is risky. Me too. Risky for to do that to your teenage boy. Just like we're gonna trust you to have the computer in your room and to not spend all day masturbating. But I I I was again I couldn't lie on the internet That's and I was so like, very innocent. But still speaks to your personality yeah. today. I was just on Neopets all day. They could trust me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like and that computer cart like in and of itself was cozy. It had like everything I needed. It had all my CDs in a tower. Mm. It had a drawer for all of my um my game guides and, and user manuals for like TIE Fighter and SimCity. And then beneath that, like a gigantic space for the tower. So I miss those days, kind of, I guess. I don't know. But the thing is, like, it really felt like you could just, when you physically got away from your computer station, you left that world behind and you could exist fully in the real world. Yeah. And now I, I, I feel like the modern internet has hacked my brain. I'm always checking my phone. I'm never not in some way plugged in. And I think... I really do think like this next generation is going to the same way that cigarettes became like a public health issue. They're going to be like, why did you let us use our phones? Now our brains are broken. Definitely, Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it is a public health issue. You're never really, you never get to be present in any kind of moment anymore. You're really always, I, I'm very jealous of people who don't have any kind of social media account. If I could mm-hmm. do it all over again, I'd never get on it. I'm not on any of my social media accounts, but like all of my, my activities revolve around like making things for the internet. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I can't say that I'm subtracted from it, but I think I have a very different experience of the internet, and and sometimes I'm like, I'm wondering if I interact more than other people mm-hmm. on the internet, or if I interact less. Because like, I honestly wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't like coding things. Like, I don't know what what happens on the internet mm-hmm. outside of that these days. Like, I I think I would get bored of it, but but like people people talk about how they're they're like strapped down to the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our, our lives kind of revolve around it either way. It's just, it's a lot of refreshing of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then when you've done, you're done checking, you check it all over again and you start the cycle. I'm with yeah, my emails. Mm-hmm. About, but I just, it's, it's still like you've got mail. I'm still addicted to seeing if I have emails. That's cute. I, I like, <laughs> I, I like emails. Well, I also like the actual mail. I still get excited when the mail comes. So maybe I'm just have a mail thing. I don't know. Send Jillian some email. She loves it. Yeah, I guess I have like emails. You never know what you're going to get, I guess. I like email because I don't get very much of them, I guess. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I am used to be really great about my inbox and keeping it clean. And then in the last couple of years, I'm just really letting it loose. And I have like 5,000 emails in my inbox. And it's mostly all promotions. I have to do some digital tidying. I w- it was much easier to keep your digital life clean back then because you had so much control over what you visited and the accounts that you made. And now because of, there's, because of apps, you have to have all these logins and there's all these passwords. And I feel like I'm just, I'm, I'm, a subs- I'm subscribed to all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's a big mess. Yeah, our sneaky subscriptions where yeah. you don't even realize you're clicking something. And next thing you know, I have a thousand emails from these people. Right. Are you like use the inner, the Wi-Fi at some cafe or airport and then you're subscribed to their no, mailing it's scary. list? <laughs> yeah. It's scary now, like what Google knows about every, every one of us. Mm-hmm. They're always listening. Anyway, uh, is there anything that you, um, when you think back to that era, can you think of one thing that you really miss um, from, from that era especially? Or, or is there anything that you really don't miss, like something that you are glad that we're, we moved past it? I think I just miss the personality of the early internet. It was so playful mm-hmm. and there was so mm-hmm. much to explore and now it's so commercialized that... Yes. It doesn't have that same kind of identity that just feels really exciting. So, 
Yeah, it, it feels a lot stricter now. Like you can't just you can't just create something that is going to annoy somebody. Like it has <laughs> to be a smooth experience mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- yeah, th- there's so much expectation behind it now. Like you have to. Uh, like I, I'm a website creator. Like I, I make websites, and like you know, I it's you. I I as a personal person have to compete with the Googles because people expect you know, that level of, of sleekness, sleekness. Yeah. And like user experience and, you know, that that's fine. Like th- there are great things that came out of that. Like, you know, I think most people didn't like the blink tag, but mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> I liked it. it. It was fun. It was personal. I think it speaks to just trends in general right now. Like if you look at, you know, the, the visual aesthetics of most restaurants or cafes, it's like this sleek, minimal design that like mm-hmm. mimics the way that most web pages are designed now. Whereas like in the nineties, you think of, you know, colors and yeah. craziness and that's yeah. what came out of the kind of aesthetics of the web too. Yeah, the, the, just the images from, I think that's why like old screensaver images, like I, th- and I, I, that kind of figures into your work too, right? Those kind of older, um, I'm thinking of like the flying toasters, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah. the smiley the, the windows made. There was an absurdism to <laughs> like to all of the early stuff. It's like absolutely. That, that you're like what you said earlier. The playfulness is kind of gone now. It's just like sleek, minimal. Like I only want an app to do exactly what it's supposed to do. But then it was like, oh, I'm building a website. I think I'm going to have a dancing alien gif over there. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have like a, a a kitten waving on this corner. <laughs> There's going to be, like, a small, like, image that I use as my background. That's <laughs> yeah. across yeah. the oh. pattern something. Really, we we really loved our tile way. patterns back oh, yeah. then. That uh, I always used to be obsessed with the maze. Um, desktop, like, Windows 98 screensaver that was a yes. maze. You'd, like, go in and travel around. It was, like, red brick. And... I always used to, I always used to really wonder, like, do I have control over this? Like, can I move it? And you really can't. But I used to like pretend, like, oh, I'm I'm going through the maze. And yeah. eventually, would find that start. <laughs> that big I window made start a button. knitted piece after that maze once. Actually, <laughs> beautiful. I designed a website for after that. <laughs> Julian, how about you? I miss the exploratory, as Kayla was saying. Um, I remember discovering a lot of new music like, earnestly. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just part of being a teenager, but I think now it's just so curated. The internet is way... Well, everything's at your fingertips. Yeah. Back then, you really had to find... I had like, to really find and it. And download it on Napster, yeah, LimeWire. Exactly. Download it, actually sit there, listen to the song, decide if I like it. It was... Uh, yeah. Just so much more independence. And yeah. there's a time of discovery and finding new things, especially my own interest. I think I was lucky that the internet came at the time when I was developing my own interests. A lot of, or reading, you know, fiction or articles or things mm-hmm. like that, that now it's just, since there's only so many websites I go to and I try mm-hmm. and search for new things, it's all just hand-fed. Now, before, it was a lot more on my own finding right. new things. Do you, do you think, I mean, that stuff still exists out there. Like, I have to believe, like, even some of those really old websites that we used to go to, like, in the very early internet, they're still out there. But, like, do we just not find them because we're being curated by these, like, larger conglomerates now? Like, we... Yeah, I think it's It's just a matter of ease. Yeah, it's it's kind of our fault. We're just out of practice. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it just goes back to everything being mobile now. And so if everything's through an app... 
you don't really surf the web anymore the way you used to. I, I personally don't even really use a computer the way like I for work I'll use a computer, but even then it's just so I can use like Google Drive, like slides and and docs. So yeah, may go back to the time of surfing. We all yeah. need to surf a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely relate to you with the music thing. Even just like I feel like most of the music I listen to now is through Spotify. And I don't mm-hmm. have those like physical files, physical quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something about like having those MP3s and knowing that of, they're there and yeah. you can listen to them. There was a sense of ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you probably got them for free. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it still it kind of felt like I earned it. Or I I, I I really did try to like only find um, stuff that my, I had a policy then, like I would buy it if I really liked it eventually, yeah. or I would only download stuff that I could not find any other way. Cause a lot of times you'd find like B sides or like rare music that was only released on like a really rare single and you'd have to like, you couldn't find it anymore. But now everything's out there. Mm. It's overwhelming now. I, I I feel like it's actually really affected my relationship with music. I really don't feel like I have a close relationship to music anymore. I don't I don't know just yeah. getting older and you start to get sort of uh I don't know, fossilized into, into your old like I feel like I'm listening more and more just all the old same crap I used to yeah. listen to. I have to try really hard, even though it's easier than it ever was to try new music. I have to mm-hmm. really push myself out to to try it because I'm just like finding myself going back to the same old things. I'm sure this is getting older. We just probably sound like we're really old now. Like, yeah. I remember the time you had to log in, <laughs> yeah. AOL. Yeah. I feel like that is something that happens. Like, you, most people listen to the music that they listened to when they were, like, yeah. a teenager to, like, early 20s. I just, but. I'm going to properly sound like an old man, like, get off my lawn right now. But I, and there are certainly bands that still have meaningful lyrics. But I feel like a big loss is that pop music in general just seems to completely lack any sort of sincere content anymore. Like all of the top stuff that you hear, it's like, I haven't, I don't think I've heard a song about anything well, on the radio the in a long The other day time. that song, um, <laughs> Shut Up and Dance With Me. Yeah. And like that really sums it up all pretty well. The, so- the song lyrics are, shut up and dance. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that really just sums it all up. <laughs> why I, I thought about it. I'm like this is where we are now shut up and dance with me. <laughs> don't think yeah just shut up and dance with me. yesterday when we were getting lunch we walked by this car that was blasting jewel which i think is a nice yeah. contrast i feel like her her lyrics were pretty deep they still exist there are still substantive artists out there who write meaningful lyrics but you have to really know what you're looking for it's just odd because it, it feels like in a time where you could because the internet really, there should be more exposure, but it's just made it so that anything that's really popular and mainstream has to appeal to the lowest common denominator. And as a result, everything that's popular is just completely devoid of personality or meaningful message. Yep. And on Sums that note, yeah, some, <laughs> <laughs> that brings us then to uh, celebrities that calm us. Who, who will we discuss today on celebrities that calm us? Uh, Kayla and Justin, can you get us started? What what celebrity is calming you today? Okay, this is kind of difficult for me just because I don't, well, I don't follow a lot of celebrity culture, and I'm I'm almost even, like, unsure just in, in this environment right now, like, what kind of celebrity is an actual cozy person, like, but it's, it's, I came uh, up with one. It's up to you. It's totally yeah. I, I came definition. up with one, and I think it's really good. Um... It, my my pick is Keenan Thompson. That's a good um, choice. Ah, that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's on Saturday Night Live right now, and that. you know we we all know him at least in our generation from like all that and mm-hmm. Keenan and Kel and um and I think like the reason that he's so cozy to me 
is partially the characters he plays, but then just the fact that he's still out there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's this like character from our childhood who is like still basically doing the same thing. Like, and he seems so happy about it. Like, he kind of looks the same too. Yeah, he has not aged. Yeah. And we love our workhorses. He's something very stable for us. Yes, very stable. He's been on SNL for like 50 years. So he is currently the the longest tenured member of SNL. But he's always so funny. His impressions. I love his Whoopi Goldberg impression, his Steve Harvey. I just like what he does impressions because I think uh, he's really good at that. Yeah. I Well, I like that um, his characters, he, he usually he usually seems to play the the character on the game shows where like the, mm-hmm. all, all of the people playing the game show mm-hmm. are completely off the rocker and like he is aware of everything mm-hmm. and like the most woke of them, but then he's just accepting of this weird world that he exists in mm-hmm. and just like going along with it. Like there's something cozy about that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he just like, yeah, this is great. This is going to be fun. <laughs> That's Whatever. A very, yeah. Smart. I was like, I haven't thought about him in a while, but he is always someone who is a consistent, makes me laugh. He's stable. He's a workhorse, which we love. So new yeah. works along. Yeah. Stable. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Also the, just the faces he pulls are, are oh, yeah. in their own way kind of comforting. They're kind of this old style of comedy. Like, I'm going to bug out my eyes and go, uh, like, <laughs> right, right. I like camera. it. Yeah. But it, it works. Yeah. Kayla, how about you? And I love that he transitioned from like the kids' version of SNL, all that, to SNL. He's, you know, it's, yeah. like pretty, this... it's a whole life built on sketch comedy. Absolutely. <laughs> so mine are kind of niche. I don't know if anyone else will know okay. them. <laughs> but um, Mae Whitman and Miles Heiser as a duo, mm-hmm. they. Are either of you familiar with them? No. Mae Whitman, Whitman sounds she familiar. was she was in Arrested Development. She played um Michael Sarah's girlfriend. Oh, I know. She's in that show with Laura not Laura Lyon. With Retta and um, um, Lauren Graham. She's in that show. Yes, that's, that's well, that's why at Parenthood. So Parenthood's Parenthood. kind of my like cozy guilty pleasure show. I just yes. want to like hang out with the Bravermans all the time. But them as a pair, they're siblings on the show, but they're actually best friends in real life and roommates. And they have this like very cozy Instagram presence. A joint account? No, they have separate accounts. But they're, I I think that it made me think a lot about like relatability as coziness for Mm -hmm. celebrities and kind Mm -hmm. of just feeling like I want to be best friends with them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, like comfort. Yeah, Yeah, there's a comforting thing about their relationship. Just seems very like real and cozy. Yeah, <laughs> Mae Whitman. I was waiting on a bathroom line with her, and she was very pleasant. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, very relatable did when you, you're you waiting for the pee pee. Jillian, <laughs> we don't swear in <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> the pee pee palace. So okay, and that note, Jillian, who, uh, what celebrity is calming you? Um, now going back to relatability, uh, Jenna Fisher. Okay. Because she's from the office. Yes, and I really didn't watch the office, but she just always comes across as very relaxed and relatable. And I was actually at the Glendale Target the other day, and it made me think of another time once at the Glendale Target, and I saw <laughs> Jenna Fisher on an escalator holding a mop. And I think was she was with who I assume was her mom. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, here she is with the rest of us slobs at the Glendale Target <laughs> with a mop. And it just seems so she's just like every just like us. So yeah. <laughs> Any celebrity that can, you know, be with the rest of us slobs is very cozy. <laughs> yeah. She just was seemed so she looked exactly like she does did in the office, she had her hair half up. She was wearing like a Pam outfit and she was w- holding uh, cleaning supplies. Doesn't get much more relatable than that. 
And she's a, <laughs> a also a stable celebrity, which we like here. Um, throws, you know, curve balls, I assume. There's just some lurid history I don't know about. And then she is also a workhorse. So it's all my notes. Work, work, workhorse and steady operator are going to become the new just cozy of this podcast. Like completely overused <laughs> to the point of like. Well, I mean. The same words we use constantly. Well, it's we always end up choosing celebrities that are. Yeah, no, quote unquote stable. Yeah. Work a lot and are seem relatable. So yeah. she seems to hit all those notes for me. And yeah, she always says pretty has a calming presence. Can't see her yeah, losing absolutely. it. Yeah. Well, you never know. She always yeah. threw that mop at her mom when she got home. Yeah. As, far, as, as much as we know. Beat her um, with it. My celebrity is Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye, the new Queer Eye. He also, you might know him from Gay of Thrones, the. The uh, Funny or Die recap show for Game of Thrones. He's in Queer Queer Eye. He's the guy who does the hair um, for the the straight guys, or it's not straight guys anymore. It's just whoever needs a queer eye gets gets queer eyed. What I love about Jonathan Van Ness is just his unrelenting positivity. So every every mm-hmm. situation he approaches, he approaches it from a positive place. Even he's so positive to the point where it almost feels a little bit disingenuous at a certain point. It's like, okay, that person's not mm-hmm. gorgeous. He, he calls every, he calls everything gorgeous to the point where it's like, well, I don't know about that, but I love that he does. So um, he's just relentlessly positive and has a genuine just love and curiosity for the world. Very open, easy, easygoing, um, but also just fiercely intelligent. Mm-hmm. I've just been re- reading interviews with with uh, the the Fab Five, the new Fab Five lately and i am just always so impressed with his eloquence and his ability to talk about current issues in a way that's really informed and um he's a good example of like not letting appearances like don't judge a book by its cover he's yes he's frivolous and fun and he you know knows a lot about superficial things like hair and makeup and stuff like that but he's also deeply intelligent and very informed yeah he's the he's the total package <laughs> sounds like it he's a good follow too on twitter i recommend it Jonathan Van Ness, very cozy. Um, and finally, that brings us to our candle review. So, Jillian, can you introduce the candle today? I, I, I did take down the notes. So this is, this is um, archaeology. Yes. Uh, sea, sea mist. mist. Um, Going back to mist, right? Yeah. Mist, mist is very cozy. Well, what attracted to, to me was the uh, color of the candle holder. It's a seafoam green. It's a beautiful color. And that's what I, I really love that color, always have. So I was very attracted to... The color. So yeah, that's why I picked it up. It's kind of like a frosted glass, too. It yes. seems like very, very it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. As it's like you're looking mist. at the candle through the mist. And I do love mist. So it seemed like an easy choice um, when I picked it out. Yeah, so what do we think? Get my sniff on. Yeah, I had to get close to it. I had to throw it in my face. I think yeah. it's a nice light scent. It's very light, yeah. yeah. I appreciate light scents. Maybe it needs a little stronger of a throw, but I, I really enjoy light scents. I think I, this would be perfect for a bathroom the scent it's fresh um i think it would it would be it would fill a small room in a larger room it's getting lost you get close to it you can smell it mm-hmm. but it is pretty subtle i think it kind of it kind of does like create a sense around the room mm-hmm. like i like i a mist. i tried yeah, to mist. i tried to think of like what it was smelling like before you uh, you lit it and like yeah it, it definitely has like created an environment in here mm-hmm. and i think it's like subtle enough that we don't have to like you know, be aware that we're like sniffing mm-hmm. a candle. It's not overpowering at all. Yeah. Yes, you know? I hate yeah. overpowering candles. It's it's nice and it's just there. 
I'm pretty congested right now, and I can still smell okay, it a little bit. Okay. Good, so that's there we a good go. Sign. Yeah, <laughs> it's just beautiful. It's a nice summer candle because I was looking also for a summer e candle. So the steam has seemed appropriate, and just a beautiful holder. I appreciate a good, subtle, simple holder. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing. Although we did like our geometric candle holders yes, from Patty Wax. I do love those. Those are very nice, but that's subtle too. The colors mm-hmm. are yeah. Nice. So. <laughs> I don't know if people can hear this now, but now my neighbor has started blasting music. So we can't, we got, we had construction work and sounds at the beginning and now we're closing with uh, blasting music from the neighbor. It's wonderful. Probably which, because of us. Which thankfully stopped like as soon as we I started. I know, yes, right? That's that was very kind of, lucky. That was very sweet of them. And probably this music is because of us. Our neighbors, my neighbor's probably like, I can't take them talking about cozy shit anymore. I'm going to blast whatever it is. Yeah. This music is. Okay, so our review for this candle. I, I'd give it a wick. I, I give it a wick. I think it's pretty a pretty solid choice. I give it a wick. Yeah. Me too. I'd give it a wick. Four Three, wicks. Th- four wicks. Four wicks across the board. Go out and buy Archaeology Seamist. And they didn't even give us this candle. If you're a candle no. company listening, please, for the love of God, yes. send us candles. <laughs> We've spent a small fortune on candles I for this know. podcast. 28 candles. Or if anyone, <laughs> or if anyone makes candles. Yeah. Maybe send us our way. We yeah. could get, plug your work, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Any Etsy people or yeah. starting Let your own candle, your candle line? Please. Do you have a candle closet? Where do the candles go? They go into a cabinet, and okay. it's, it's getting filled up. Now I have to like just have them all just around my apartment now, just mm-hmm. random candles that oftentimes I don't want to burn the rest of it because I'm not that in love with the original scent. So. Yeah. Does the candle cabinet have a distinct smell? Oh, yeah, it's it overwhel- overwhelming. Okay. It sounds like a, a Yankee candle in there. It just blows you away. All right, so that about does it for today. Um, I do want to shout out some five-star reviews that we just recently got on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Kbrit. And I don't know if it's MIT36 or MLT36, but whoever you are, thank you for your five-star reviews. Um, It really means a lot to us to know that you're listening and to hear your feedback. Please, 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 we do really appreciate and love hearing from you. Leave us a five-star review. Only a five-star. I always say that. I'm like. It's so threatening. I know. Leave us a five-star review and only a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I appreciate all the people contributing to the podcast group. Yes. And who are new followers and everyone who comments on the posts and who gives us book recommendations. That's always nice. We are like totally running our podcast off of your book recommendations. I don't think we've chosen a book for ourselves for a few months now, but Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. Um, you have total power and control over, over us in this podcast. So if you want to hear a certain topic or you want to hear uh, um, us talk about a certain book, please let us know. The, the chances are high that we'll actually get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, if you haven't already, I am on Who Shot Ya, which uh, is a podcast, is a film review podcast um, with Alonzo Duraldi, um, Ricky Carmona, and April Wolf. They talk about new movies every week. And I was in the the Not A New Movie episode. We talked about 1776 for 4th of July. So check that out if you want to hear me talk about the SpongeBob SquarePants musical some more and that classic movie musical 1776. That's a Who Shot Ya? You can find that on an Apple podcast as well. It's an all-around great listen to. Um, if you want to round out your uh, movie review listening with from Linoleum Knife to Who Shot Ya, those are great choices. Sounds wonderful. The whole the whole Alonzo Duraldi package. All right, so Kayla and Justin, thank you yeah, so much for joining us. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for having, having you here. us. Thanks for having us. It was a wonderful trip down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Kayla and Justin, uh, where can people find you? Uh, they could find us at besttest.studio. Um, that would be a 
but that's our website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dot .studio domain, kind of hard to remember, but it happens <laughs> if we use it. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Kayla Mattis. I'm not very social. <laughs> <laughs> no social media at all? I mean, I, I have them. I don't use them. I think the mm-hmm. last time I used the Instagram was like when we had like our original Best Test project like is years ago. Yeah. We actually did this project where the, the quiz project we talked about earlier and one of the questions was like, who is your personality on social media? Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of images that you had to choose from. And one of them is this man like in the woods holding sticks hunched over and he's kind of like the <laughs> the person that does not use social media that's just it. yeah that's me i'm i'm there i'm out there in the woods yeah. just, <laughs> just, just lurking and I'm just and lurking and, and kind of watching yeah yeah so, um, so follow them on instagram and then what was your, the website again besttest.studio yes and go appreciate their art do it right now <laughs> pause yeah. this podcast and go appreciate it's some something art something about R- roberta Oh, Ramoda. Yeah. Oh, so, Ramoda. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's, yeah, our recent project is quite a mouthful. It's the West Reading Museum of Temporary Art. Um, it's been a collaboration. It's a, it's a town that I actually grew up in or outside of. And um, my former art teacher um, kind of approached us with this idea that he wanted to like create. He's, he's a muralist in town. He, mm-hmm. he knows the community very well. And he wanted to create this kind of dispersed mural system where people could like explore the entire mm-hmm. town and kind of get to know it and like you know just just I guess see art well it's based on personal history so there's these like recordings that are connected with each mural and you use this app that Justin developed that like kind of gives you a map of all of the points in the town and you go find the mural listen to the story that like the piece of art is based on and that so it's really pretty cool. cozy that sounds that reminds me of faces yeah. places yeah, it's, it's very location based. Yeah, yeah. And, and so so Mike went and recorded and interviewed people all throughout the town, and then Kayla found all of these artists, you know, across the the world, um, who contributed artwork kind of related to each of the interviews. And That's awesome. Yeah, and then there's an app that you can kind of explore all of them and listen to the the original recordings with. Have the responses been really positive? Yeah, people really love it in the town, and and they're you know they're they're coming out in ways that we hadn't really anticipated, you know, that there's like new things, like it's constantly evolved. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, every, it's very cheery. Like people, people love learning these like nice little personal histories, mm-hmm. things that you wouldn't have known about the town otherwise. That or, like, just so like personal experience. Yeah. A lot of the people that were interviewed were older too. So like there's people that are talking about like the thirties, forties in this town. And oh, wow. you, we really like, I feel like after all the hundreds of interviews, there's like these specific identities that are developed. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be this old railroad town and there's a lot of stories about the railroad and I don't know. It's Dug deep. Just saying, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stories about the pool that, that was very like popular and still is. I mean, but they, they had like these, these big pageants that happened, like crazy things that they used to do before the, the days of the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, I never <laughs> yeah. knew. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, go check that out. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and uh, that does it for us. I, 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 I f- somehow feel frozen in completing this podcast. I don't know what it is. Stay cozy. That's right. That's how we finish this podcast. Stay cozy, as always. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye-bye.